We Like Dola is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like The Old Raven, Ninja Scouts, Samson Magnuson, Rx Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beendorp, Modster, Icebug, Spangwin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Xynoson, Dolly Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latoplay, Wisp, Zeke, and Strawcap. We Like Dota, episode 309, starts now. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota episode 309. My name is A2K and I have the pleasure of being your host for tonight. Joining me is uh, the very special guest, Bearlock. How are you doing today, sir? Doing amazing. Doing amazing? What made you feel so amazing today? Uh, my power went out for two days, so I have power. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, get to use... It, went, uh... it came back today? No, no, it came back uh, yesterday, but it's been, it like, it went off the day before yesterday, and then it went off again the day after, which so was yesterday. You've, you've just been enjoying having power uh, for the for the day today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no longer a nice. caveman. I mean, I'm in a similar boat with you. Uh, this Thursday, uh, my internet went out, uh, like my Wi-Fi home internet connection. And mm. they're sending a technician tomorrow, and I haven't had internet since. I'm actually recording this, like, from my phone right now, basically. Amazing. Amazing what technology can do. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, actually, I have a little uh, story to tell. I did a houseboat tour uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because I can't go to the gym because houseboat. of Corona, yeah, right. yeah houseboat. Um, I've been like going jogging with a friend, and uh, she, when we had a call on Monday, she told me she also had to like pick something up from Craigslist. Um, I mean, she didn't go to Craigslist, but it's like the German equivalent of Craigslist. So she bought like white shoes or something, and when we drove there, it turned out the woman selling the shoes actually lived on a houseboat. Um, mm-hmm. And because we obviously were really nice and charming, uh, we convinced her to give us a tour of her houseboat because it's not something you get to like see every day. And I was actually very impressed. It seems very cool. So they took an old houseboat and modified it a bit. And it's like actually surprising how big houseboats are. I thought you didn't have a lot of space, but it was a couple with two kids and each of the kids had like huge room. And they had a really big living room and like a like pretty nicely built kitchen and two bathrooms. So I was actually very impressed with the space. Uh-huh. And then also it's obviously like amazing just like opening a door from your living room and then being able to go swimming directly okay. from that. Uh, well, you, you said they have a bathroom. How does that work? They have like, two bathrooms. Okay. Is that like, uh, does it just plop into the sea, I guess, or... So it's actually funny that you ask because a friend of mine, his family, they have uh, like a, it's a really big boat. It has like five rooms, but it didn't uh, cost them a lot because it's also a pretty old boat. And okay. I was shocked when I found out that like every boat in Germany that just like dumps their poop in the lake um, oh, okay. where they are. But so apparently, I was right. No, no, the woman with the houseboat, uh, uh-huh. because they, they don't actually, like, drive their boat around. It's, like, permanently moored to their spot that they bought. 
Okay. And they have like proper sanitation, so like their okay. poop doesn't just go in the river. Okay, so it goes into like a. Yeah, the normal sanitation system. They have like a wastewater water like. Cable oh, or pipe, oh, it, it's like it, it's basically connected to like the actual like how normal toilet. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Oh, they're connected okay. to the wastewater system. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And they also had like they had on the roof they had a like tall glass structure like a winter garden. And I'm sure it's like really nice there in the okay. summer and right. maybe even fall and stuff. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. very impressed with houseboats. Okay. Did you did you like go inside the boat? Yeah, yeah. She gave us we, we convinced her to give us a tour. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. Very cool. Was it like does it is it like actually still or does it have that like swaying? You know what I mean? Um I didn't notice any swaying when I was in there, uh -huh. but it was a pretty like not windy day and when uh, i asked she told okay. me that there's like mild swaying sometimes um uh -huh. but because the boat is very square shaped apparently like it doesn't sway as much as other boats or something i didn't uh, understand okay. that much but you know okay uh, very cool all right bad do you want to get into the dota feelings uh sure Dota feelings. Uh, I mean, I played. I didn't play that much um, recently, but I did play a few games. Uh, I've been playing Drow on my other account. And, Classic uh, hero. Your other account. Yes. Can you tell me a bit more about this other account, man? Seems kind of fishy. Uh, it's. I'll just tell it how it is. I don't want to play on my regular account when I play with my uh, my friends that are lear learning Dota because I've already gone down that road before. You know, I don't want to lose a lot of MMR. Yeah. So I just play on my other account, and we still lose. But uh, I mean, I kind of get uh, that. I remember yeah. how hard it was when I like had to teach you Dota. Oh, so those bad. days that never existed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ha <laughs> But uh, I've been playing some Drow, um, and uh, I figured out this way to win with my friends, which is basically pick a farming hero, and then you know you get, you just end the like by twenty or thirty minutes, you just have too many items and the game's done. So. So you mean smurfing? I guess I guess that's what it means. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, uh, just trying yeah. to figure out. I'm on a 19-game winning streak on Drow. I played some solo queue games, but uh, I'm trying to get that elusive uh, 20 and 0, which I've never done before. And um, you know that rating bar in uh, the Dota client that like rates your hero? My thing yeah, is like yeah. basically at maximum, which I've never Rainful. seen before. Rainful. Yeah, yeah, so like, apparently pretty good at Drow. <laughs> uh, my closest is... My, my highest is like with Haska, Morphling, and PL for some reason. Oh, okay. I can understand Morphling. I feel like I play a pretty good Morphling, but I'm not sure if I'm actually that good on PL. Okay. I, the funny thing is, I'm not actually, I wouldn't say, like, Drow is one of my best heroes. It's, like, I'm pretty good with Drow, um, but, uh, like, you know, I would say, like, I'm better on Queen of Pain or something like that. But, mm. like, my Queen of Pain win rate with my friends is, like, 10%. It's, like, impossible Win. yeah i yeah. mean she's one of those like space creating heroes if you know yeah. that you're the best player in the game because you're smurfing like you are doing uh then i would recommend playing like something a bit more farm heavy yeah yeah that's what i realized after nice. 
like three months of losing. <laughs> so do you th do you feel like you're getting worse because you're smurfing so much right now? Um, I thought that's what I thought at first, but then I realized that uh, that all those things don't really matter, and just you just have to be bigger than the enemy. So I I just kind of simplified. I was how I was playing the games and I started winning again. I don't think I'm actually mm. that worse though, because um, okay. uh, every now and then I would play on my um, uh, my uh, my main account. Main account? Yeah, yeah, and I gained a lot of MMR on my main account because um, I fell down like pretty low, like below 4K, and then I went on a big win streak, and now I'm back to like 4.3 or 4.4K. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, I've been playing Drow and Lena on my main account too, so I just play those. But nice. uh, but yeah, the uh, I gotta tell you the last Lena game, which was a while ago, I think it was the last game that I actually played after um, because like a after that game, I was done with my cavern crawls, so I'm like, okay, no more Dota, <laughs> too much Dota for <laughs> yeah. for uh, for my for my health. But um, yeah, the last one there was this weird um, it was a weird game because I had this off lane uh, faceless void and you won't guess at the items that he like his build. I mean, was what was the build when it was legit like diffusal manta or something on off lane faceless void? I, I don't know what, what is that like from five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Then. I don't think I was playing Dota back then, but um, yeah, maybe that was the build. But this guy went um. I think he went first item uh, Meteor Hammer. Then he got a mm. Ethereal Blade. It was so weird, but it actually worked out. Um, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So what he would do is he would he would come in and chrono everyone. Then he would Meteor Hammer them and not hit them in the chrono. And then uh, that and then that was it, right? So it was kind of like a Tide Ravage, but except a chrono. I mean it seems pretty underwhelming to be honest it was actually pretty good that's the that's the surprising part because like he would get okay. these like three or four man meteors right and uh yeah i don't know he went uh let me take a take a i'm just gonna shout out this guy his name was scooter 9514 he's a divine player but, shout out to scooter 9514 okay he did get a mjolnir though and a bkb and an axe later but, well uh, that's very like standard cookie cutter board. yeah yeah but i think the, i think the weird part was what he got first was the meteor hammer axe then the ethereal I mean, blade honestly uh like when i go battle fury void i like to go axe like second or third item because right. you can it you farm so quickly with that like right. you just use q and equip brave or camp dies completely you don't even have to like finish it off and mm -hmm. i kind of get it like if you're offlane you won't be that farmed but so you probably want like a farming ish item mm -hmm. that helps you transition into the more like uh, more expensive items like bkb and Mjolnir. so i can see why you could uh, would go meteor hammer yeah i mean it did help that i destroyed the enemy pugno i think i like killed him like four times in lane so mm -hmm. that's uh... oh no 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 it wasn't a pugna it was a it was a venomancer yeah i mean that's that, that sounds like a really bad bit, to be honest. Yeah, it is. They, they had a Pugna, though. I remember this game now, because it was a while ago. Their Pugna was like... I think he was smurfing or something. He was, he was too mm. good. He was, uh... Just like you. Oh, no, this oh, was... No, no, right? this was... This, yeah, this was on my main. Okay, he, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Never but, mind, never mind. Like, so there was... It was like a divine... It was a high ancient, and there was a couple... There was like three divines on each team. All right, but, uh, sounds cool. Yeah. Well, um... 
I had a I had a lot of fun as well actually this weekend order. So I won a mega creep comeback bear. This hasn't happened to me in probably a couple months, but uh-huh. I played a Wind Ranger game uh, uh-huh. mid and I'll be honest, I got destroyed by a crop like super hard. This guy killed uh-huh. me like I think two times in lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed me two times in lane. And then after that, I just got rotated on by this Legion commander that completely like destroyed me. So oh, okay, that sounds minute... like a hard matchup. Yeah, I mean, I think Quop uh, is one of the better matchups against Wind Ranger for sure because mm-hmm. the dagger like really doesn't care about her, and her ult is a lot of damage for Wind Ranger to handle. Um, right, right. But like that game, I had my MKB at minute like. 21 which is pretty bad to have like brown boots mkb at. oh you you had like just like a null brown boots and then mkb it was yeah like... i had a bottle as well oh okay, still, okay. that's still like very under <laughs> um, okay and then like they took almost all of our towers because our like my team wasn't doing well either like uh-huh. pretty much all three lanes were lost um and, you know, we hung on a bit with some picks because my lion was pretty good. And, you know, once you have that MKB, um, even though, like, it's still hard for you to kill, you still have a decent amount of damage, even if you get it pretty late. Um, and then, you know, the game went worse and worse. That Drow started owning super hard, um, just, like, destroying our Luna with that, like, armor-piercing shot and stuff like that. Uh, the Quop was, like, falling off a bit because he got super cocky and I got, like, two counter kills on him at like minute 17 or something and then you know they pushed our towers uh, and they actually took megas like decently early but because we had a luna and uh, zeus kunker like we could defend it pretty early so what happened was they took roche on draw ranger and in the last like they did basically the last team fight in their minds where they pushed our like we didn't have racks anymore they were just they had megas already they just wanted to finish it um but then i was i felt like i was getting super focused um the whole game because i was the only one who had like decent farm even though i got like whacked in lane but at that last fight like suddenly like none of the enemy team had any interest in hitting me i was able to jump the Darrow get a double shackle on her and the Venomancer on his team. And then the Quop and the Legion and the Undying, they were busy with my team. They, I, I'm not sure if they didn't notice, but they just like didn't care that I was focus firing the Drow. So right. I killed him the first time uh, with my focus fire. And when he comes back, right, it's still on him. So right, right, right. I just killed him a second time. And we lost most of our heroes except me, Luna, and Lion. So we pushed their base, but... This Luna was super bad. So even though literally only Quop was alive from the team, he still managed to die because he fed too, like he dove too much under tower. So right. we couldn't finish. But at least like we took a tier four or something. Mm-hmm. And then they bought back on all the heroes, uh, mm-hmm. killed us, and tried to push our base. Uh, mm-hmm. But I actually had buyback at that point. I bought back. We delayed long, long enough that Luna could come back. And we killed them. And then Luna bought a Divine, and we won with Mega Creeps. Interesting. Against uh, Mega Creeps, my bad. Okay, against Mega Creeps, yeah. And in uh, the end, like, my whole team, like, at our ending, like, ending push, my whole team got wiped, but I just BKB'd and ulti the Ancient. 
that like mm. especially the last moment was super scary because my whole team was already dead and still you know had to kill the angel but super fun game overall it feels okay. really nice winning like a game that you really like basically didn't deserve to win because so so this was uh you're basically telling me you're a god gamer in five no minutes, not even so. <laughs> i feel like i mean i did the like i feel like in the the fights in our base i definitely was the like most valuable hero on our team just because i was the one killing drow mm -hmm. was definitely the biggest issue but considering like my lane performance and stuff i was i i would definitely say i was not the mvp of that game i really did i to be honest i really didn't deserve to win that game because i got beat so hard at mid it was not even funny Okay. I mean, well, you you take the wins as they come, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes I've I've also lost games that I feel like I should have definitely won. So you know, I'll I'll take yeah. the deserved wins. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, can Can I ask you? Do you think this patch it's very hard to come back from uh, mega creeps or like at least the last few patches? Does do I you mean, think that's true? I think it's hard to come back in general just mm -hmm. because it's a kind of snowbally patch. But right. I don't think mega creeps uh, are that big of a factor in the like winning equation anymore. Compared and to the past? Compared to just the farm that the enemy, the farm and items that the enemy heroes have. So uh, okay. if the enemy takes megas, but they're not as much farmed as you, it's still pre pretty realistic that uh, you can win the game. Uh, okay i just uh, i remember because the reason why i asked that is because i remember vividly like two years ago of winning a couple like mega creep comebacks and you know you don't do it every day but it's like yeah. you, you'll have one one or two here and there but it, i feel like the last like year or so i, I haven't you haven't like, won any I found yeah, like yeah. I think three in the last year or something like that. Oh, okay. But I, it's maybe definitely I'm just also low number for me. Okay, maybe I'm just a bad mega creep comeback <laughs> or, or something. Maybe. I don't maybe. Know. <laughs> um, all right. I also played a second game that I wanted to talk about. I I feel like I played the perfect game of Dota two almost yesterday. So the perfect game. Yeah, I literally didn't die. So oh, okay. I played Kunker mid against the Arc Warden, which, you know, it's a pretty Amazing. easy matchup for Kunker. Like, mm -hmm. you just destroy him super hard with everything you do. Um, you're a melee hero, so it's easy for you to hide in the creeps from his, like, annoying E and stuff. Um, and also, I also got a bit lucky, because after I killed the Arc Warden the second time at, like, level 5, uh -huh. the tiny started of the enemy team started rotating on me super heavily. And two times when he went on me, I got away with, like, 50 HP or something like that. Uh -huh. But I was still farming very well. So I went Radiance, mm -hmm. then I went Halberd, uh, then I went Manta style, which I think, in my opinion, it actually was a pretty good pickup because I was playing against Jug, and the only like real damage that they had to me in that game was Omni Slash. So I thought, I, I thought like, sure, I can just like you know Manta this off and we'll be fine. Mm. And also the enemy Jug was 100% a Smurf, so you know I felt like I need to uh, counter him pretty hard. And then afterwards, I went Abyssal Blade and Aghanim Scepter, which is also a lot of fun. Um, okay, Abyssal Blade on Kunkka? Yeah, I went at last that item. That sounds cool. Oh, okay, last item. Okay. It still seems kind of cool. Like, I, yeah, I, I think... can see weird stuff working out like that. I mean, I wouldn't go it in every game, but mm -hmm. against an Arc 1, the gap close is really nice. That's true, that's true. And then, you know, bashing during drug spin, stuff like that, it's also cool. But honestly, like... Once I got the Aghanim Scepter, the Jug, like, he couldn't play anymore. Because 
you have torrent you have your mm. e you have your boat and then you have the egg storm and then i also had the abyssal blade finished by the time you push their base so like sure you can spin off the x torrent combo but then you don't have spin for the torrent storm from the agonim scepter and the ulti and stuff like that like even uh-huh. though he was a smurf he just couldn't handle the control and lost the game super badly uh okay wait oh, can, yeah. did, did did the jug juggernaut go um did he go manta uh he did not know he did go battle fury saints and yasha eggs and then he was looking for mkb but we ended before he got oh uh, okay okay i was thinking maybe he can uh manta dodge the x Mm, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't have a manta, so oh, he, okay. he just used spin and then we killed him because he didn't have spin anymore. And uh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. that was pretty much. Actually, I forgot to mention my score, guys. I was 10, 0, and 16. And I mean, you know how aggressive I play, right? Normally, uh-huh. I have a lot of kills, but also like five deaths minimum. So having zero deaths in a game that I played uh, feels pretty good. <laughs> okay, so this is another example of your god gamer. No, I mean, actually, yeah, this, actually, no, no, to, uh, no, you're, you're right. Proteins. This game, this game, I guess I was a gold gamer because okay. I didn't even die, right? Uh-huh. Cool, cool. Um, well, do you want to get into the news, Ben? Uh, sure, the news. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. Uh, I don't get much news about Dota, so I'm... I'm hoping you're here to enlighten me. I, I mean, guess. I'm oh, I'm I'm always enlightening you in various ways. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank All you, right. I guess. <laughs> Getting into the news, the first item here is the Arcana vote winner. Bear, do you know who won the Arcana vote? Uh, I do actually. I see right, the show notes, and it oh, it it is uh the purple hero, Spectre. Interesting. Wait, you didn't know before? No, I I knew before. I think I read it, but I like completely forgot about it. Yeah. But um, I'm just relieved it's not Faceless Void. I hate that. Yeah, hero. for it's, sure. I mean, I hate it when honestly, it's on my team. Both like, both heroes kind of suck to have in your team. Let's be real. Uh, I mean, Spectre is actually not that bad if they're good. If like the Spectre yeah, players, yeah, most good. most Spectre players are so bad at the hero dude. They never use the ultimate. Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, I would say that the. Uh, the negative drawback of using a bad haunt compared to a bad chrono is like less bad. Does that make That's sense? That's true. I would agree. Because I mean, I can probably count. Like, I don't have enough fingers to count um, how many times I've gotten chronoed, like in the worst yeah. place possible. Right. I and mean, the, I... the chronos on my like the faces void is on my team. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. agree with you in the sense that both heroes winning would, you know. Mm-hmm negatively affect pubs but i agree that spectre winning uh, void winning would have made pubs um, worse than spectre winning in my yeah opinion. yeah yeah so you know i'm glad I he's agree. not getting it. I, I mean agree. he's probably gonna get a get it anyway because the runner up m- most of the time just gets on a, a kind of like the next year oh um, you're right you're right that happened with um quap right or did yeah. Quap win? Okay. and it happened with io i think oh yeah yeah and rubik and either pudge or rubik or they win yeah i mean one of them was first the other one was second and then they both got a kind it happens with most heroes i feel like i think only actually faceless void he's Mm -hmm. the only hero who was a runner-up uh but Mm -hmm. didn't get an akana okay but now he's 
gotten. I mean, maybe again. he was runner up before. Okay, if he had so one, he, so, he would obviously get one. But okay, he was so, runner up before and is the only one who to 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 not get an arcana. So uh, let's go. Okay. So you're basically telling us that uh, Faceless Void is gonna get an arcana regardless if he wins or not. Uh, this is a I'm not sure uh, because I mean there's there's precedent that the second voted hero also gets an arcana, but Void okay. is the only hero disproving that precedent, so I'm kind of unsure. Maybe uh, Valve is like doing like some weird uh, like U.S. presidential election analogy with his arcana votes. Like whoever gets second place, still gonna you know, it's rigged vote. What happens with the second place? I don't know. But I was I was trying to make a joke. It didn't pan out. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Good one, Bear. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next on the news, uh, Valve actually, you know, kind of doing what they said. Uh, we've had the last week has seen the first Valve-supported like third-party Dota 2 events for the rest of the year being announced. Um, we had the Movie Star Liga Pro Gaming, which is a series of two tournaments in South America, totaling uh, 45k in prize pool, which does go a long way in South America. And they're going to get a substantial amount of you know, financial support from Valve, uh, as it looks. And then the other tournament, also supported by Valve, is being the Dota Summit 13, uh, which is also online. And, you know, they are running an NA tournament and other regions as well, but obviously a focus on NA. And they're also being uh, financially supported by Valve in hosting this tournament. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that the first two regions receiving support um, are North America and South America, which are historically the weakest. I guess if you count like Africa and Australia regions, then those would be the weakest. But I don't think they're like really counted in a sense. Um, right, right. Do we have any like Australian? Oh, I guess we have Australian teams but i guess we don't have any like middle eastern or like uh, african continent i mean team nigma almost all of their players are middle eastern oh, and yeah that's true they actually. i mean they do I, w I wouldn't say they're like super involved but i've seen a couple initiatives from them uh, like trying to get dota 2 a bit more recognized in the middle east okay um, okay like they did like one tournament or something which they did in collaboration with like some middle eastern organizer and stuff like that so they're trying but i mean i don't think it's like the natural region for dota for sure right right so um regarding these events i mean i think it's obviously nice that valve was actually you know giving a bit of their money to support the scene um i'm not sure if they also have these types of event like supported events planned for europe china and mm. cis i don't think they're as necessary in those regions because we still have a lot of good tournaments going on right now uh, in europe china and cis so i would be fine if they just gave more money to north america and south america for the time being so i think it would be nice if they wouldn't leave it at these three tournaments. I would definitely like to see some more Valve-supported tournaments be announced. Uh, what do okay. you think? Um, I can see that uh, line of thinking because, you, you know, like you want the tournaments to eventually uh, uh, convert, I guess, yeah, to other I mean, people or I you guess want, like more Dota you, players maybe. You also want there to be teams um from like when the dpc leagues start next year right right, right right okay yeah that was my other question i was gonna if, ask you if this was dpc related 
but I guess it's not. I mean, no, it's, it's just... not. They said, I mean, the DPC is starting again next year. Um, oh, okay. I read a report today that apparently somebody, like the Chinese local government, offered Valve to have a similar setup for the international, like they did in Riot mm -hmm. Worlds. And they did this with the NBA. It's like a bubble concept, basically. Um, oh, okay, but okay. apparently Valve declined and they didn't even want to do it. They want to just delay it for next year in Stockholm, which I found pretty interesting. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, um, these events, they're like Valve supported, but they don't give DPC points or points for tier or anything like that. But the point I was going to make is that it's also in Valve, Valve's interests to, uh, keep tournaments going and maintain the infrastructure at least until next year. Because for example, right now in North America, they're down to one sponsored team, which is evil geniuses because we had a crazy leave their Dota 2 roster like a couple days ago which means that you know once you start these DPC leaks up in North America right now it would literally just be EG and random stacks that don't really drive a lot of viewership or hype which mm, also is right. bad for EG and Valve because you know EG playing some tier 3 pub shit stack isn't gonna draw that much viewership that makes sense yeah yeah I mean I think South America is a bit better in that regard, but mm. they also definitely want the financial support from Valve. But still, I think this is more like a drop of hot water on the hot stone. Is that how you say it in America? I, Something I like have that, no clue. Right? I have no clue. Oh, a drop huh. in the bucket. My bad. So in Germany, oh, okay, okay. we say <laughs> a drop on a hot stone because the uh -huh. like drop of water instantly vaporizes on the Oh, stone. okay, okay. But in America, it's a drop in the bucket, uh, which oh, I just okay. remembered. So yeah, I think this is a drop in the bucket, but you know, a steady drip of drops in the bucket could actually be pretty nice for the, you know, uh, mm -hmm. water health in the bucket, something like that, I think is the energy I'm going for. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, cool. Uh, all right, the last item on the news is we're gonna have a Dota 2 update this week after all these years, Ben. Please. Are you excited for the I'm new Dota Plus for... stuff? I am excited, I'm excited. Um, Very cool. I mean, I feel like I've been, uh, I don't know, I've been, because uh, I've had my Dota Plus subscription just like turned on since uh, whenever it started or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's finally good to see another uh, Dota Plus yeah. um, update because, uh, yeah, they've been kind of ne neglecting it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to just bake guild the guild feature into dota plus um, mm. because they specifically mentioned there's going to be updates to guilds oh, okay right right yeah. so i would like to see that however um how it was with battle pass is that you can make a guild with battle pass you can only make a guild if you have a battle pass but mm. you can still join any guild even without a battle pass I hope right, they right. maintain the system because I could see them saying that you can only join a guild with Dota Plus because Dota Plus is a lot cheaper than a Battle Pass. Right, right. But I would, I mean, I would hate if they did that. I really hope yeah, that, that would they, be you know, have let you only have a guild, I guess, with Dota Plus, which is fine. It's not that much money per month, but I really hope they maintain the current rate. I think it's more likely that they do, but I still think there's a good chance they they are greedy with this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, how how do you feel about like subscription based like payments, right? Like Dota Plus, because um, I I have a friend who was talking, who was trying to convince me to play WoW, 
because apparently wow is uh they're doing like a new thing or something yeah and so we had a discussion about subscription based uh business models for like gaming but um do you well what's your thoughts on that um i mean i think subscription based models are definitely warranted in some circumstances mm-hmm. uh but not in the other normally like what what about is, for dota plus do you think um i mean for dota plus be... i think it's a good model in dota plus mm-hmm. because it's only a small part of dota that they basically keep from you and mm-hmm. also the amount of money they charge every month it's similar to what you would expect from like a subscription service because a lot of these games like wow they make you pay like 20 bucks a month or something which is like that's true yeah buying a new small game every day and like if it's that much i would rather have it be upfront instead of a subscription but if it's actually just a small amount of money where it kind of makes sense to be a subscription then i'm in favor of it okay so, yeah, but I mean, points. it's still very arguable, I think, if Dola Plus is worth it. Like, I use the voice lines and, you know, some of the sets. Mm-hmm. But I hope with... Because they obviously said that they're going to add new, like, stuff this time. But I do hope that they not just add new sets and, you know, reset all the challenges and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. that's not a lot of value that you're delivering for the people subscribing to Dola Plus. I would like to have some features expanded. Of course, I also want new sets because I have 100K shards and stuff like that, but they should also expand the service because I don't think it's where they would want it to be right now. Okay. Uh, Yeah, and they also mentioned about this that they're gonna do a new MMR reset mechanism. So they're not just gonna do the normal like ranked season reset apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's going to be different, okay. Yeah, what, so this is, I think, pretty fun to speculate on. What do you think this new MMR reset mechanism will be? I think it will be the old one, <laughs> like the one that we've always had. But um, maybe well, not. Ma- well, don't they just like... Uh, it's like if I'm, you know, X amount of MMR, it, they'll, they'll hide my MMR. And then whenever I uh, play my calibration games... I think they used to do yeah, it where it's like if you win one, then you get double. You you lose double and you uh, win double. Yeah, yeah, game. that was pretty much it. Yeah, but I so mean, you they don't said, think it's that. Yeah, because they said they're doing a new MMR reset mechanism. They're not okay. doing a MMR reset. They're doing a new reset mechanism. So that would oh, suggest okay. that Keyword. they're changing up the way that resetting your MMR works and all that. Okay. Hmm. So, I mean, I've seen a couple people say that they think they're gonna do it like CSGO, which means when you don't play in a couple Uh, of, like for a certain amount of time, your MMR decays. Uh But I would actually hate for them to do that in Dota too, because I think in CSGO, it's warranted at least to a certain degree, because your like aim and muscle memory, that's very Mm. important in CS and not as important in Dota. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually decays noticeably if you don't play for like a week. I've played CSGO a lot, so you know I know this. But I would agree. In Dota, uh-huh. I think the actual like skill decay for actual people isn't as bad as in CSGO, so I think it doesn't warrant the same MMR mechanism. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I guess we can. Uh, I don't know what uh, if there's any other ways that they can like change the mechanism, but. Um... 
maybe they'll they might do something with um like you know how there's a lot of like immortal players or like maybe like the mmr dis- distribution or like how it's spread out maybe they mm-hmm. might tinker with that because i know they did that like before that would right? be interesting yeah yeah so also i think it would be fun if they like maybe added one more bracket because as it stands right now, the immortal bracket is really, really big, and it's a lot of players in there. Uh, with yeah, that's ex- not true. With I hope ex- they don't. <laughs> I hope they don't, so I can, uh, yeah, so I have a but, shot at getting it. But, uh, I guess, but I mean, they could also add a lower one, right? Because oh, that's true. This uh-huh. skill variance within the immortal bracket is bigger than any other bracket in Dota. Okay, I mean, w- wouldn't you, um, wouldn't you say that that it should be that way since um like like mmr there's no cap right so crit um someone posted in our discord yeah crit hitting 11k which is insane by the way if you think about Mm -hmm. because most like high rank players they're core players but this guy Uh he got 11k by almost only playing support which is just insane to me that's true um i mean i did uh, i did look over his game log he he was playing some there would be games where there weren't any mid players so he would just yeah yeah and he would still play pango and stuff like that i mean obviously he still he wins most of his games he's 11k obviously but i mean he's like i'm almost 11k he is the god game for sure i'm almost 11k on my um on my smurf account no, on my mileage on my car. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm at ten thousand five hundred. So he's uh, he, he's uh, he gotta watch out. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much is one mile in kilometers? I'm not even sure. Like one point seven. One mile in kilometers. Uh, I think it's two point five six. Oh my bad. I was way off. Jesus. <laughs> I I'm not sure. I feel like it's two point five six, but maybe let I'm me, wrong. Let me let's, do let's check. 1.6. You 1. are right. I was right. See. Okay, maybe I'm thinking about inches. Yeah. yeah one, sure, dude. one inch. Oh, 2.54. Okay, so I was thinking about inches to centimeters. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of inches to centimeters, bad luck. Do you want <laughs> to get into segue. the hero of the week? <laughs> You're tougher than Axe thought. Come along. Feeding time. Have a cookie. Meepo. More meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. The hero of the week is Alina. Hmm? Lena. You know what her like second like name is? Uh, Lena. I believe it's the, the Slayer, sister. right? Lena the Slayer. Oh yeah, because yeah, um, yeah. she she's actually, uh, uh I guess like I, I don't know why there's no copyright or whatever, but uh, that's it's from a very old uh, Japanese TV show, like cartoon anime. Yeah, I actually so, heard that fact as well. I think that's yeah, true. yeah. It's it's a very famous one called Lena the Slayer. Yeah, yeah. That's literally the title, but um, yeah. I just find that kind of oh yeah, Lena Inverse is the um the name. Ah, right? okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's well, kind of funny how it's like that. But, yeah, uh, I mean they've they've been stealing a lot of stuff. Let's be let's be real in yeah, this game. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into the lore. I'll just read her biography here because we don't have a lore master. Sam okay. to like expertly Sam. Mm. wrecked on stuff. All right, 
So the sibling rivalries between Lena the Slayer and her younger sister Relai the Crystal Maiden were the stuff of legend in the temperate region where they spent their quarrelsome childhoods together. Lena always had the advantage. However, for a while Crystal was guileless and naive. I think Lina's it's guileless. Guileless? What does that word mean? Uh, without tact. Okay. So, so like, um, like very brash. I think that's what it means. Brash sure. and not. Uh, yeah. Okay. While Crystal was guileless and naive, Lena's fiery ardor was tempered by cleverness and con conniving. The exasperated parents of these incompatible incom offspring ran through half a dozen homesteads, losing one to fire, the next to ice, before they realized life would be simpler if the children were separate. As the oldest, Lena was sent far south to live with a patient aunt in the blazing desert of Misru, a climate that proved more than comfortable for the fiery slayer. Her arrival might quite an impression on the somnolent locals, and more than one would-be suitor scorched his fingers or went away with singed eyebrows. His advances spurned. Lena is proud and confident, and nothing can dampen her flame. Alright, so this is actually pretty simple law. So, you know, she was CM's sister, she's the fire wizard, realized the ice wizard. Then the parents eventually got fed up with her shit, um, mm. and sent her to live with her aunt in the desert. And then a lot of boys or like men, I guess, in that age were interested in her, but she said no to everybody, every one of them and like burned them with fire. Yeah, that's pretty much all lore, guys. Amazing. Yeah. It sounds like, um, is there other like, uh, what do you call it? Um, sibling archetype lore type stuff in Dota? I mean, I guess if you're being super technical, like the four. I mean, oh, obviously, the yeah, that's the spirit. Are they brothers? Yeah, the, yeah, I think oh. they're brothers. Technically, okay. they're brothers. Um, oh, okay. But what I was going to say is, I think you can also count like Enigma, Ayo, Kordel, and CK kind of as siblings because they're like the four primordial forces. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say those are siblings. Wouldn't they just be like... There, hmm? it's like... I mean, that's like saying, um, I guess you could say they're siblings. Well, I mean, but... the logic that makes, because, you know, the spirit brothers, they're like uh -huh. storm spirit. He was just like a thunder mage that uh, got possessed by the spirit of the storm. Same for Ember Spirit, right? He was just like uh... some random, I don't know, some random martial arts teacher that got like infested basically by this fire spirit. So the actual people who the bodies are used in the spirit they're not siblings but because they're possessed by the uh, by the spirits they're now oh, okay. kind of siblings Just... to each other so oh, if you apply okay. the same logic to like coddle ck uh wisp and enigma i think they mm. could be counted as siblings as well i see the logic thank you thank you um speaking of logic do you want to get in with lena's first skill uh yes it is sure. uh uh, her first skill is uh, Dragon Slave. Uh, Lina channels the breath of a dragon, sending out a wave of fire that scorches enemy every enemy in its path. And uh, oh. it goes from 85 damage, scales up to 310. Um, and it's just like a it's like a straight line nuke, right? That has a yeah. AOE. And I think that the the, um, the actual um, it goes a little bit further than 
where the animation goes. Yeah, yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? So the range is a little bit bigger than what uh, it's what quite like. The it's quite far-reaching, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's it's actually pretty far, and it's actually a lot bigger than um, like the width is a lot bigger than the yeah, actual yeah. animation looks. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge dragon in a like tiny form. Yes, yes. Also, why why is it Dragon Slave? Couldn't it just be like Dragon, like Dragon Blast or something? What makes this dragon like a slave? Uh, that's a good question. Well, it says in the scorched barren of Misrule, Lena learned to manipulate the fiery breath of the desert worm as a form of entertainment. So, so she's not even so like the thing that she's throwing out it's not even like a dragon it's just the breath of the dragon yeah yeah and i don't think it, it's even the actual breath it's actually maybe it is i'm not sure yeah, but i mean yeah well it says she's manipulating the breath. yeah okay, yeah so yeah i guess still so. weird like i don't see anything in this ability that makes it like a slave Okay. Whenever I saw Dragon Slave, I, I immediately thought, oh, maybe Lena is the slave to the dragon, and that's why... I don't know. Mm, I don't think that's true. Okay, so she's the one enslaving the dragon. Yeah, if okay. if there's any enslaving going on here, I think Lena's the slaver. Okay, I see. Cool. Um, nice. Next ability is Light Strike Ray. Uh, summons a column of flames that damages and stuns enemies. Uh, the radius is 225, and once you cast this, there's a 0.5 second formation delay before the ability actually hits. Um, it stuns for 1.6 seconds at level 1, scaling up to 2.5 seconds uh, at level 4, which is pretty good for an AoE stun. And then it does 80 damage at level 1, going to 200 damage at level 4. Um, this is, you know, your bread and butter lockdown. Very nice if you're getting gone on, but also pretty hard to hit, especially against fast moving heroes or heroes that have like an escape type spell, like AM or something. Um, but most Lina's just get a yield scepter anyway to hit this reliable and make it into like very good reliable stun and initiation. You clapping? Uh, yeah. Well nice. done. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people use it with uh, Yules. True. Right? Yeah. 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 A lot, I mean, that, that's basically the reason why you buy Yules on the Seagull, right? That's true. I mean, you like I the mean, stats. I, yeah, the stats are good. Yeah, the, the stats are good as well. The move speed. The move speed is very nice. Yeah. Lena, I think I think Yules on Lena is a, like, a very versatile item, right? Does everything. A yeah, little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. Very you know, you can purge off stuff, you can use it to initiate, you can use it to cancel TPs. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to use it with stun. Like if you're really behind and you just need to like need time and team fights where the cores are not hitting, what you can try to do is hit your light strike away without a yield setup mm -hmm. on their carry and then use yields on him afterwards. So he's like disabled for like five seconds almost. Right, right. Yeah, but most of the time I just like use yields to set up for stun, to be honest. That's true. Nice. Uh, next ability? Uh, next one, Fiery Soul. Um, it it uh, grants bonus attack and move speed each time Lena casts a spell, stacks with, stacks with itself, and it lasts 10 seconds. And... Um, 
get 40 scaling up to 85 attack speed bonus and a move speed bonus of 5% scaling up to 8 and it has 3 maximum stacks and it lasts 10 seconds so yeah, yeah. it's for um, it, it's for any spell so you can cast yeah. Dragon Slave twice for, for instance exactly. if your cooldown is lower than 10 seconds but um, but yeah it's uh, a lot of people get this in the lane like it, it's a very good spell to I think um, one thing that good or experienced Lena players do constantly is keep at least their fiery soul stacks going because mm-hmm. you get a big chunk of move speed yeah right that helps you zoom around the map <laughs> so um yeah i always I th- try to i mean i think this ability is just a super good value point it gives you almost half the attack speed with only one stat uh, with only one point and right, right. more than half of the movement speed with one that mm-hmm. half point like at level one it's five percent movement speed at level four it's eight percent um that's like yeah. insanely good for level one spell and the like stacks and duration they don't scale at all so putting one point into this in lane is very 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 value mm. also but, i um, think something yeah, that ahead. we should explain about this spell uh because there's multiple spell like multiple like interactions in dota that stack with themselves for example with bristleback there's the warpath which is his ultimate right Right, and that right. also stacks with itself. But the difference from that to Lina's uh, E stacking with herself is that with Bristleback, you have, let's say you have six goose stacks, then, mm-hmm. no, sorry, you have six Warpath stacks, and then you don't use Warpath for a long time. And then just before the, the stacks, like the one stack expires, you use it another time. You're gonna have six again, not like seven or something. With Lina, if you have three stacks going and then just before it expires and you use another ability, you'll have three stacks going for the full duration. So my point is basically that Lina using one spell refreshes all refreshes the current stack as well as all stacks that she has previously built up. Bristleback, he only ref- like refreshes the current stack that he has. Does that okay. make sense? That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's and uh, I think I think we should point out that the it's like, is it eight percent movement speed at level four? So you have three stacks of it, and you get twenty four percent movement speed. Is that yes, how it works? I think that math okay. is correct. Okay, wait. So she gets eighty five times three, attack mm-hmm. speed bonus. Oh, yep. Okay, that's a lot. That's right? a lot of attack speed. Yeah. Uh, that's how, how many moonstones is that, or hyperstones? Um, around six. Six hyperstones? Yes. Really? Yep. That is a lot of hyperstones. And I mean, at level 20, she has a talent that gives her oh. 30 more attack speed. Okay. That is a lot of hyperstones. It is a lot of hyperstones, for sure. I mean, that's basically, so her E skill is basically a divine rapier. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, if her okay. E skill didn't <laughs> exist, like, this hero would be a support exclusively. That's true. But her E skill, um, it's not to be underestimated. I remember playing it one time in like some kind of show match or something. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, you just, you have a lot of range, right? So even though you'll have like 1.3k HP, if you get like a divine rapier and Daedalus and like use three skills, you like, I had a six slotted Tusker who had like 6k HP jump at me when I had three stacks up. And I just right clicked him 
And he didn't even finish the ultimate. He like died while flying from all my hits. It's a ton of damage that this hero can put out if you build it for right click. 100% true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we're already segueing into the build. So let's finish up Laguna Blade and then okay. we can talk about builds and stuff. Do I go? I think you do it. Yeah. Okay. Wait, didn't so, oh, no. uh, it's my no, 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 I think it's I, you. I, I, yeah, go, go, I think it's go. you. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. So, I mean, it's a pretty simple ability. Fires off a bolt of lightning at a single enemy unit dealing massive damage. This does 500 scaling up to 900 damage. Um 70 second cooldown scaling up to 50. Costs a lot of mana. 300 almost 300 at level 1 and then almost 700 at level 3, which is a lot of mana. Not for Lena, a but a lot of mana in general. Um, that that's a lot of mana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. magical damage just like a really really good single target nuke. Uh, if you get Acceptor, the damage becomes pure damage. Mm which right. basically means you get like 25% more damage than you would usually get. And then it also pierces spell immunity so you can use it through BKB. Right, right. Um, I also want to point out that it has a 0.25 cast delay true, before true, true. the damage is applied. Yeah, sometimes um, if you like use this on somebody cast. and they blink, they're not going to take the damage. Yeah, or... you. Or basically, if you hear the sound or see the like the animation, you can always manta dodge it if True. you time it correctly. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, you need really fast reactions for that though, because it's not. I think you just, there. I think you just do it right away. So you see the the lightning. <laughs> yeah. Just that, dodge, then, just manta dodge it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so what I mean by that is that manta dodge. I think it is zero point one seconds. Mm -hmm. So the your reaction delay is going to be slow enough um, within that 0.1 to 0.25 when the spell is cast that you just press it when you see it and then most likely you're going to be dodging the spell right sure yeah i mean i so, i'll just say how it is for me like i mostly just even if i have a mant on my hero i mostly just eat this because i don't react fast enough Oh, okay. I if I have a manta and I have there's Alina on the team, I I have my finger ready for that. Okay, manta. okay. Yeah, so yeah. you've never been hit by a. I, never in my life. I, okay, I was born okay. dodging Laguna blades. <laughs> <Very cool>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, you play the zero a lot, so I think mm. like my take on her builds is just there's basically two paths. You can go the. I think Yules is core on both actually, but assuming it's a mid Lina. You mm -hmm. mostly go like Yules and then maybe a Shadow Blade and then you check if you need spell damage or right click damage and then build accordingly. What's nice about Lina is she has like her E, which makes her a good right clicker, but then her rest of her skills are magic nukes and disable, which means you can basically like specialize into magic damage or do a hybrid build where you hit very hard, but also have a lot of spell damage and stun. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. Um, I think one thing I'll point out with uh, any hero that goes mid or plays position four or like has that dual capability, mm -hmm. which uh, Lena you often see in those two roles, yeah, um, is that uh, she has a lot of item choices. So I would say the only core item choice on her, like that you'll see in almost every build, is Jules. Yeah. And all the other stuff is like situational, True. right? Because Jules, so, it's just so good, right? For right, the right, money, right. it's like the most efficient mana region item in the game. Um, mm -hmm. Then, you know, 20 movement speed, those scale with her fiery soul, which is percentage. 
and you know the stats like you like them as a obviously you like the mana region and int as a right as a sorry spell damage hero mm -hmm. but you don't mind them as a right clicker because you're an int hero it's still 10 damage yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely the buildup is really it's it's actually not that bad. Yeah, either, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um but uh but yeah, I would say that um in a lot of cases you, you mentioned Shadowblade. I see a lot of people forgoing Yules if they do end up getting Shadowblade sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I've gone Yules and then Shadowblade, but I feel like um the two items kind of overlap in terms of yeah, the timings. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, uh, Shadowblade hits, makes you hit your stun in a similar way to Yul's because you cast it out of invis, so people aren't going to, like, consciously dodge it. So you can right, right, right. the time. But, yeah. I mean, I'm just not a big fan of Shadowblade on the zero in general. I almost never buy Shadowblade if I play Nina. Yeah, I, I think a long time ago, maybe, like, a year or two ago or a couple patches ago, that was the thing. Like, getting Shadowblade and, like, build it into, like, a Silver Edge or whatever mm. you might need. But, um, it's... I would say most, I would say Lena is not played as much as a mid anymore. She's more of a four nowadays, but, yeah. um, uh, but yeah, less shadow blades because I think the, um, the, the, the whole shadow blade, like it, a lot of these mid shadow blade heroes aren't they They rely on kills and that's kind of, this patch is kind of moving away from that. Maybe true. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, Yules in general is just more versatile and it kind of does the same thing, right? But, yeah. um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think the other way to, so if you're, um, there's a lot of Lena's that play her as a four, and then usually what you do is, um, a lot of people end up getting Aether Wins, right? Because she has a cast range talent at level mm -hmm. 10, and it stacks really well with, um, you know, eventually getting a Yules because it affects the cast range on Yules. Well. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. the stun and then the alt. And, yeah. If you're uh, playing kinda... support Lina, like you're gonna be very squishy throughout the whole game. So I right, right. can definitely see why you would cast range. I know Ursi, he's a big fan of uh, four Lina, and mm. f I mean he, I remember him playing it a lot when he played when we played on the team together, and he would always almost uh, go Aetherlands first item even. Yes, yes, uh, it's a really good item, right? For Lena, and um, there's been even uh, core builds, right? Mid mid Lena builds where they still buy Aether ones. Interesting. And yeah, yeah, and um, I've seen that work out a couple times. It's basically like the same build that you would expect a support Lena to go, except uh, since it's a mid Lena, you get the item so much faster, and mm. um, it just sure. sounds fair. Yeah, it's it's more effective, right? That way, but yeah. um, but yeah, uh. Yeah, I would say her builds are very, like, you have so many choices in terms of um, where to take her. Because she can right-click and um, she can build all these different items. Like, she can get nags. She mm. can get um, a Daedalus, right, if she wants to go right-click. MKB, then, um, Scythe, Lincoln's right. Bloodstone even, BKB, Blink. Like, yeah, I think there's, there's so more many. items that you... I mean, I think there's less items that you cannot buy on lena then that you can buy yeah I, I agree and um i think that's the reason why i play her personally because she might be not that she might not be the best mid hero as as personally as a mid hero as mid player i, I don't think she's the best um mid hero but i don't uh, think she so feels, as well because she's so yeah, easy yeah, yeah. to kill in lane yeah her, one, one of her issues is being very squishy because her stat gain is actually um 
terrible. Not the best. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, it's bad. not terrible. I guess. Game. Sorry. I mean, I don't want to call it terrible because three point seven mm-hmm. in game. That's very good, actually. Yeah, but um, I mean, her agi gain and her strength gain is not the best. Right? I mean, her strength gain is decent. It's two point four. That's decent for. Uh, like, if you're a strength hero, hero <laughs> you're gonna have like maybe two point eight or something. On oh, okay, so okay. It's like I, I guess pretty I good see. for int hero, but I think she okay. just has very low starting HP, and then her low agility means like just physical damage eats through her. I I agree, yeah. But um, yeah, but like uh, what I was saying was that she's very versatile. So you know she fits in so many different roles. So she's kind of like the perfect pub hero, if that makes sense. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, so you're not sure what to pick. If you play Lena and you're experienced with her, then she can almost deal with most things. Yeah. Also, right? good solo kill potential, uh, which right. I value very highly in pubs. Agreed. Yeah. I remember I used to do this wacky build where I would go like four staff ghouls and guardian creatures on <laughs> a mid Lena. I, I, I think I did that a couple times when we were playing together. I, mean, I but, think um, four staff is warranted. Not sure about Greaves on mid Lena. Yeah, it's weird, but I did it. I think it was it, the. I think the idea was uh, I have double perch from Yules and Grieve, so I don't need to buy BKB. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, but yeah, I don't think you need justifications to not buy BKB. You know, just don't buy it and be happy. Uh, just if you don't buy it, you'll just die. And yeah, yeah. The game's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's but, talk uh, about Lina's talents, maybe, and then we can uh, transition to the next section of the podcast. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you can do the talents. It's fine. Oh, okay. So, uh, level ten, she has uh, seventy-five cast range and thirty damage. Um, I think supports usually take the seventy-five, and I, if you're playing core Lina, that you usually take the thirty damage. Yeah. Um, uh, level fifteen has. Plus 110 light strike array damage or 300 health. I think you uh, take the 300 health on both core and support. I've been taking 110 damage on really? both support. Yeah, I just take it. It's no um, way. Uh, I'm uh, really not a big thing, fan. You, you're not using that for the damage, bro. It's for it's actually for a wave player. So after a certain point in the game, you cannot uh, deal I guess, yeah, enough, that makes sense. Yeah, you can't deal enough damage with um, the Light Strike and Dragon Slave combo to clear a wave. And you, you would have to, like, prep them each once, like the melee creeps. So that gets real annoying. And it might be, it might cost you, like, you know, if you're trying to split push or, you know, get you get greedy for one more wave. But uh, mm. that extra few seconds might count. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like, I, I usually go for damage. You hit so time. fast, though, right? So why you need, like, he. he because if you use your combo on the creep wave, mm-hmm. that's high health, without having mm-hmm. the talent, each creep is going to be one hit away, right? Oh, right, right. So you already have fiery soul. So it's like, what, four hits? Because the range creep died from your combo? Like four hits, mm-hmm. that's like half a second with Lina's attack speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a I, big fan. I, I think it's just a philosophical or strategic, uh, conceptual I mean, difference, right? At it, level 15, w- Bear, Lina has... Mm-hmm. 1,200 health. And with that talent, she has 1,500. I agree. I mean, the way I see it, you can't make a squishy hero less squishy. She's always going to be squishy. Yeah, if she's going to do be a glass cannon that deals damage, might as well make her do more damage. Right? <laughs> All right, I her. guess. <laughs> I'm still going to take the right one. Sorry. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, you know 
whatever your preference is, I sure, would say. Sure, sure. But, um, uh, but yeah, at level 20, uh, she gets the plus 30 attack speed and 1.5% uh, fiery souls per stack, which is uh, the movement speed, yeah. right? And then um, 11, plus 11% uh, spell amp. Um, oh. I think both are good, right? Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, a clear cut, like, are you playing support or carry, Lena? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because... Unless... Unless it's, like, these weird situations, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. with the talent, uh, you get 30... Like, 145, I believe. No, 300, sorry, 345 attack speed from Fiery Soul. Mm -hmm. That's, like... Seven and a half moonshots. It's More. a lot of moonshots. That's like shards. eight. <laughs> oh, my bad. Moonshot gives what forty? That's like eight moonshots or something. It's insane. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of it's like two divine rapiers basically. Almost, yeah. And yeah. I mean, you can still buy a divine rapier on the zero with this. Attack uh, that's speed, true. So. I've done it. That's many getting really times. crazy. <laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I think Lina's actually one of the best divine heroes because of her attack speed. Uh. Range, she is obviously. very she, she is very good yes i agree okay um, cool yeah at level 25 she gets the 150 attack range and minus five seconds on dragon slave cooldown and i think both are good but most core linas end up getting the 150 attack range yeah uh, yeah yeah it lets you hit outside of tower range i think exactly and yeah, you're I'm like you you're almost like a sniper at that point because lena she yeah. has a starting attack range that's much longer than most ranged heroes starting attack range the, true very true mm -hmm. cool uh yeah i mean she has a really bad animation at least to like uh, mm. they've improved out. it over the yeah over they've the improved it patches. and also she has yeah. good damage so i don't think it matters that much having a bad animation mm. All yeah, right. the, the, yeah the backswing is 100 percent much easier than it used to be yeah for sure i've noticed yeah. that as well actually i played a couple of days ago yeah yeah Cool, cool. Um, all right, let's 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 get into the the questions. How about that? Okay, let's do it. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war. All right. Um, first question by Rex Cow. Which supports have the largest difference in viability between the four and the five world? That's actually a very interesting question. Large Wait, hmm. which supports have the largest, largest difference, di difference in viability between the four and the five world? Largest difference in viability. So are there like supports that you hate to play as five, but are like decent as four or the other way around? I mean, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I understand the question. I guess Pudge has a pretty big vi like viability difference between four and five like i'm not super I thrilled would agree. Uh -huh. i'm not super thrilled if like somebody in my ranked match picks four pudge but uh -huh. i definitely won't be as mad as him or at him as if he picked five pudge i agree um hmm. is there anything as bad as pudge i guess i guess the the question if you look at it as five and fours if you look at most of the four position fours that can be played as a position four that can also flex as a position three, most of those heroes kind of fit that same bill, wouldn't you say? True, yeah, that's true, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so maybe not Snapfire because you can kind of play her as a five mm -hmm. also, but because um, she can, you know, Yeah, she can sometimes. be a good three. 
Yeah, yeah. But um, like Clockwork is probably not the an ideal. Ooh, Clockwork's five. a bad five. Yeah. Um, maybe if we're talking about strictly fours, maybe Earth Spirit is not the best five either. I agree. Uh-huh. Wind Ranger, um, maybe she gets to be a four sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. She's also bad five uh, for sure. Yeah, she would probably be not as good. Her stun is too unreliable, I think, to be a five. Yeah, she would be more situational than. Um, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, any other heroes, in your opinion? Uh, no, nah, I think we got a lot already. Oh, Invoker. <laughs> position invoker. 4 Invoker. <laughs> Imagine having a position I mean, I'm honest, I'm tilted if you pick Invoker as 4 or 5 in my pub, not gonna lie. Okay. Like, I mean, position 4 Invoker is not bad. I Yeah, but... There was a meta. It's not bad, but people who pick that are bad at Invoker. So. <laughs> okay, so you're talking about people like me? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nice. Uh, next question by Grandma Ruby. You are Professor Action Slacks, an academic maniac and heart of the Dota community in this parallel world. Who is your most hated hero and what hero do you defend to the death? So I think what she's asking if Sir Action Slacks was like super smart, um, mm-hmm. what hero would he hate and what hero would you really like? Wait, isn't it. Uh... It, whoa, whoa, whoa. So w- we all know that uh, uh, Action Slacks or Slacks, he yeah. does not like Wind Ranger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're, are we defending Wind Ranger? Is that what we're doing? Or I mean, I think oh, we, we're giving we're, reasons. We're supposed what? to think up a different, like a smart version of the Action Slacks uh-huh. that doesn't have strong feelings about Wind Ranger, but has very strong feelings about other heroes instead. Oh, uh, okay. So, I'll let you go first. I'll follow, thanks, I'll follow thanks, Ben. I appreciate <laughs> it. Who's the most hated? I mean, if he's like super smart, right? It makes sense that he sees himself as a competition to Invoker. So, I could see him hating Invoker because he's like the other like big scholar in Dota Two, I guess. Hmm. But I don't think that's like super relevant still. I don't have a great answer to this. My defend to the death? Who the really smart person defend to the death? Wait, are you sure you're not supposed to say who like who you hate the most and and just like who you want to defend the well, most? Well, if it's my most hated heroes, then mm-hmm. well, I'd say right now uh to play against it's either Ark Warden or Io. Oh, okay. And then who you do hate I love? those heroes. Yeah, yeah, I hate playing against Ayo. Hmm. Um, and then defend to the death. So where, I mean, obviously Storm Spirit, but right now I'm a big fan of Quop and Wind Ranger as well. Okay. Nice. All right. Well, what about you? Yeah, you had enough time to think now. You better give me some good answers, you bear. Uh, a hero that I hate. I don't think I hate any heroes. I would say I actually hate Techies the most. Sure, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's just say that's like kind of a too easy of an answer, right? Yeah, yeah. I hate um I hate bad morphling players on my team. Have you I agree. experienced those? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. have. I have. They farm too much. It's kind of like Slark, like bad Slark. Yeah, yeah, they farm too team. much with a hero that doesn't even farm that quickly. Exactly. exactly. And then <laughs> they they misplay like the morphling <laughs> and they're dead. <laughs> yeah, and morphling he has like 
he has X amount of items and he just dies. Yeah. Or he doesn't know how to use like he morphs into the wrong guy and he's not very useful in these fights. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I hate the most. Okay. Bad morphling players. Okay. Wait, here That's why you like me, right? Because I'm such a good morphling player. Yes, yes. Amazing. Let's see. What hero do I defend the most? Uh, uh, Crystal Maiden as a mid. I good think there. I think I think one of these days we're gonna see it in a pro game, and then uh, they're doing like a weird uh, Snapfire core thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, that that's me. I've done they that. My idea. It's true. I've actually. Uh, I want to know, like Snapfire mid. I've played it a couple times. I haven't won all my games, but mm. if you get to level twenty five, I think it's like the strongest carry in the game right now. Not even. Carry. Oh, you mean you mean level twenty? Yeah, level. I mean not level twenty. Twenty five because level twenty is where you get the little shredder uses your attack damage, but then no, level twenty five. That's level twenty. Okay, no, go ahead. Then level Sorry. 25, you get the three multi-shot on little Shredder. Which is wait, like wait, the most it? insane talent I've ever seen. Oh, the 3x litter. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they changed that. Yeah, me neither. Wow. They, like, okay. I noticed like two weeks ago. They must have snuck it oh, okay. in there in some of these patches. It's so good. Like, you clear another... Like, as if you have like one damage item, you clear one creep wave with one, one E. Uh-huh. And then late game when you, I had like, I played one game with, which went very late when I went mid Snapfire right. and ha- I had two Daedalus's, MKB, mm-hmm. Shiva's, Divine and Travels and the eggs like Eden. Okay. And you like, I pressed E and I literally got an ultra kill from one E. Right, right. So like the damage output from this little shredder is bonkers. Yeah, it is bonkers. She's actually a... Um, she does surprisingly well in lane also. Yeah, yeah. Mid. I mean, her Q yeah, and she... W are in very, very good damage. Yeah, and then she has a lot of kill potential. Well, less so compared to the past, like, because they nerfed her ultimate a lot. True, true. But um, it still does a lot of damage, like, yeah, against yeah. one one hero, especially if they don't have boots yet. Because, like, there, there can be scenarios where... Exactly. Um, you know, you're level six and the enemy doesn't have boots, then they just die. Also, the... when playing her cause mid, was I what I've noticed is that mm-hmm. you if you get a kill with her ult, um, it's obviously nice, but it's also fine to kind of use it a bit more freely. And you know, if there's a hero standing in lane, you can use it, do a lot of damage on him. Maybe not get the kill, but at least to get all the lane creeps. And since you're mm-hmm. core, it doesn't hurt as much in my opinion to not have the ulti for that long uh yeah because the the issue right is because she can't do anything else while she's channeling this spell so it becomes not as good the the higher you scale or the longer the game goes because um, her right click does damage she does you know she does other things she's higher level yeah but uh but yeah i guess um i said cm but i guess we're defending snapfire (laughs) (laughs) okay uh next question by uncle bourbon WLD podcast on Spotify when? Next question by Digital <laughs> Nick. What are your favorite five games of all time? Hmm. That's a good question. All right. I, I would like to hear your answers. All right. So my, I mean, obviously Dota 2 is in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have Anno 1701. 
it's a strategy a game that i played a lot of, as a kid where you like build up your city on like islands and stuff um mm. i would very recommend like the newest title of that series anno 1800 i've played it also it's a lot of fun um it doesn't bring back like the same shout memories as the 1701 title obviously uh, which mm. is why that one makes the list and anno 1800 as much as i like it it doesn't make the top five list um mm. next game spore you know that one uh, is it like an arcadey game? Mm. It's like Spore. No, I mean, is that it's more recent. You, I know it's a very old game. It's like one oh, of okay. the first games I've ever played. It's basically like you build a like animal thing, and you start in the cell phase where you have to swim around an ocean and like oh, eat stuff. Okay. Then it's you 3D. develop. Yeah, yeah. Then you develop into okay. an animal. And have to then. play your like animal in the like animal phase, and then you also have a tribal, an industrial, and a spaced phase. And mm -hmm. in each phase, you like uh, basically take care of the evolution of your animal, uh, and then it you know becomes sentient and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. I would recommend it to everybody. Like everybody okay. should at least play like one game of Spore in their life. I think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Then obviously Dota Two is in there as well. So uh, that's three. Yeah. My yeah. last ones are probably Counter Strike, Global Offensive, mm -hmm. and Witcher Three. Well, Witcher Three. Okay. I mean, Witcher Three is kind of a, like basic answer, but it, I mean, it's just oh, a really okay. good game. Um, I see. Yeah, that, I think right. those are my top five. Okay, I, I have an interesting top five. Okay. So I would have to put. I'm gonna group these two games together because they're basically kind of the same. And they're made by the same people, sure, but sure. Uh, uh, I would say one slash two slash one a slash one b would be uh, StarCraft and Warcraft three. Those two, okay. Um, not StarCraft two because I didn't play much of that, but uh, StarCraft one. The both You're so the, old, dude. Holy shit! All right, all right. That's what I grew up grew up on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and that and Warcraft three, I they're basically the same game. They're okay. different, but you know, RTS games, right? And um. So, uh, I don't know if Dota is actually in my top five. <gasps> yeah. It's a, it's, Shocking. it's definitely in my, yeah, it's, it's definitely in my top 10. But, um, number two, I would have to say, uh, Donkey Kong. It's a console game for Super Nintendo. Donkey Kong, is it something country? Donkey Kong 2? Donkey Kong Country. That's a game, I believe. Country. Is it two? It was for Nintendo 64. Yeah, it was Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy Kong's Quest. <laughs> yeah, it was for... Oh, yeah, it was for Super Nintendo. That's Very what cool. it was. Sounds yeah. nice. Yeah, that... Um, yeah, I really... That that was, like, my like very early childhood game growing up. So I like that one. And... Um, um, hmm. Still got three to go, uh, Bear. You sure Dota isn't in your okay. top five? If you can't even think of five games, I oh yeah, I remember now. Uh, Diablo two, um, that franchise. Classic. That's also one of my favorite. Yeah, classic game. Um, what else do I have? Uh, what? Uh, there's one more. There's one more console game that I played that I really liked. Um, Okay, I remember now. It's uh, it's called Eco ICO, and that was for like PlayStation One or PlayStation Two. I don't know that 2? one actually. It's uh, it's it's the 
makers of um, Shadow of the Colossus. Ooh. Do you know that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first game that those people made was that one. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so that that one's um up there, and I guess my last one is Dota Two. Uh, nice. <laughs> reluctantly, I can't think of. We made it on the list. Very cool. Very <laughs> cool. Uh, nice. Uh, next question, yeah. by Ten Speed. I play a lot nice. of position one safely in carry. The games I lose are often a result of doing poorly in the laning stage. My question is, what am I supposed to do when my offlane opponents are constantly harassing me to the point where it makes it incredibly difficult to farm in lane? Um, well, my first suggestion would be have your position 5 harass the position 3 of the enemy team, which is like what you want in lane. If not, try pulling creeps or counter harassing a bit, not trading your HP consistently because chances are the offlaner can trade hp more efficiently than you in the early game at least um but try to hit him a bit and don't let him get away with harassing you for free yeah. i would disagree i would agree but i would disagree so sure. i think um my personal take on it would be when you're getting harassed you can't do anything to so you're already in that situation it yeah, yeah. Like, um, that that he's in the situation where he's getting hit and there's not much he can do. He, maybe he can right click the other guy, but he's too tanky or something. So usually in those situations, it's either you have to wait until that period passes, or you have to do something before that happens. So yeah. it's either you gotta prepare for like you sh you enter the lane and you're like, huh, is this gonna be hard later on when we're both level three, or you know, if it is, then you gotta do as much as you can before he hits level three, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, maybe, or maybe it's like you're he's level six and you're level five and you're playing Drow, for instance, right? You're a lot stronger when you're level six. So, you know, sometimes you just have to wait it out until you actually hit that for level, sure, for right? Sure. Yeah, so I I would say it depends, but um, it's... Uh, uh, I feel like... Um, yeah, preparing for the lane. If you better prepare for how the different scenarios will go later on in the laning stage, yeah. then you might be able to negate some of that I bad situation that you're talking about. I don't play a lot of safe lane in general, but I've played a mm. fair bit recently. And what mm. I've found to really help me is being very mindful just of where the lane is positioned and adjusting mm, your level true. of aggressiveness to where the lane is. Because right. that factor, like in mid, you either have it at the stairs under the tower or in the middle. It's not a lot of uh, variety, but in uh, like side lanes, there's a lot of positions uh, that the lane can be in that affect your like ideal play uh, in different mm. ways. Yeah. And um, I think one thing to note is that um, one big thing might be, so the 10 speed was talking about the offlaner, right? He didn't mention the um, the offlane support player mm -hmm. or the position four on the enemy team. If it's a 2v1 and there's only the offlaner, then most likely in most situations, I think that the 2v1 heroes, right, should be able to bullet yeah, out yeah. the offlaner, unless he's level six and he has like, I don't know, Tide Ravage or something, right? And you guys have no HP, mm. then maybe that's dangerous, but that's like more of a fringe case, right? So in most cases, maybe like 70% of the time, I think that's like, there his support leaves, you should try to bully him out. And yeah. maybe 
you know, not miss too many last hits, but the idea would be to make him use his regen so that even when his support does come back, he's still right, low. doesn't have it. Yeah, he's still low, and you, and you can right. still good you know, point. Good point. Potential. Yeah. Well, yeah, I so. hope that answers your question, Mister Ten Speed. Next question by that Charlie. Hypothetically, if my 18-month-year-old had managed to... Okay, he actually wrote 18-month-year-old. I just had to reread that, sorry. Uh, if my 18-month-year-old had managed to break 16 eggs, what should I cook with 16 eggs? Uh, 16 hard-boiled eggs? Maybe? Break 16 eggs. I mean, That's if they're why. broken, I'm not sure, like, if it's a good idea to cook them again. Because depending on how long they've been broken, they can have salmonella or stuff like that. I think he's talking about, like, he just broke it, like, two minutes ago. Okay. Right? And okay. then he okay. needs to use the eggs. But, I mean, uh, since you asked that question a couple days ago, I'm assuming he's patiently waiting <laughs> with uh, <laughs> 16 he's eggs, just uh, looking for something that we tell him to cook. I would... Uh... Don't they use eggs for like baking? Baking. I'm not much of a cook, obviously. I mean, uh, there's some like bread forms that use eggs for, but a lot of bread also doesn't use any eggs. That's true. Okay, so you're you're saying he should make bread. I think he should make bread. Okay. A cake. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good um, good option. Or um. If let's just say if they were just broken like right now, then uh, you you use a lot of eggs to make egg rolls, so those are pretty easy. It, it's basically just an omelet, right? That you fold over until it's you know has that shape. Interesting. Yeah, so you can make those, I guess. They're uh, Korean people usually make that, and they um, they eat the eggs cold, right? The so, hard-boiled eggs cold. They're not. Ho- they're oh, they're like very soft. Oh, yeah, okay. they're they're like very soft, and they're it's basically like a. Um. So you would uh, what do you call it? Stir it or mm. whatever. So it's mixed, mm-hmm. and then you fold it on top of each other, and you put stuff inside. Ah, oh, okay, you want. okay. Right. Yeah, and then you slice it, and it's like very bite sized or whatever, and it's very nice. Usually, nice. you eat it, you eat it cold, I think. But uh, but yeah, maybe that. Cool. Uh, another question by that Charlie. How old even is an 18-month-year-old? I need sleep. Um, the last, the I need sleep part was also from that, Charlie, not from me. Uh, I mean, I guess we now know why he said 18-month-year-old, but how old do you think an 18-month-year-old would be? Uh, Two and a half years is my guess. Because like, it's like 18 months plus a year would be my interpretation of what he said. I think, is that what it is? Isn't it just uh, one year and six months old? One and a half years old? But he says 18 month year old. If he was a one and a half oh, years old, he would oh, be 18 months old. Oh, oh, 18 month year old. All right, let's go with old? somewhere between one and a half and two and a half years. I think that's a pretty uh, sound uh, estimation. Uh, last okay. question there by Uncle Bourbon. What does WAP stand for? WAP. W-A-P yeah. stands for... Do you know? I, I don't know. You're such a boomer, dude. Even I know I... this. And it's like... It's like been pretty prevalent in American pop culture for the past few weeks. So I I'm surprised that... I am not that, that thing called pop culture. 
Okay, it stands yeah. for wet ass bear. Really? Yeah, it's a song by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion, I think. Oh, okay. I I recognize the Cardi B, like that name. I don't know who the other person is. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. didn't know either, to be honest. Before I heard to okay. listen to the song. Cool. Hmm. So you feel like enriched now, now that you know uh, what WAP stands for? I guess. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, let's let let's close out the show, Bear. Any any shout outs you want to do? You know, maybe your grandma, your mom, your family. Um. Oh, so when my power lines went down, I I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, there apparently um, frogs can get electrocuted, and there's a lot of dead frogs. Oh, what? So, sh sh shout out, rest in peace. Rest in peace frogs. to the frogs. Damn. Yeah, it's uh it's actually very sad. Like I was, I was like shocked. I was like, why are there frogs with their bellies up? Like, yeah. I'm sad. Maybe man. it wasn't the electrical wire. You know, I'm pretty sure it was. When I uh, when I made a Twitter post yesterday on the We Like Dota uh, Twitter, uh, when I I said basically that the episode is gonna come out tomorrow. Um, oh, okay. And the picture I used was a frog defending a frog baby from a skeleton. So oh, I think okay. this kind so of it all a, ties in. Yeah, it your, all ties together. You're an oracle. I'm very glad I used that now. It's, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever eaten frogs. Have you ever tried frog? I've tried frog once when I was in France. And I must okay. say, they, they I did not frogs? like it. French people eat frogs. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it that way. Like, Okay. It's a dish that that's eaten in France, but I I, oh, okay, okay. I from my like from what I've gathered from like French people, they don't eat frogs a lot. Okay, probably not. I mean, the reason why I had it was uh, one of my friends, uh, like friends, they took us to a Chinese restaurant, right? Because they it, like it was mostly Chinese people. Hmm. It was very authentic Chinese, right? Um, and uh, one of the dishes that they. Uh, what, so I was there late and I didn't know what was in the thing. So I'm like, oh, what is that? Can I have some? And they're like, sure. And they gave me a bowl of it. And then I bit into the um, frog meat. It was like a leg or something. And it actually tasted like fish or chicken. No, it tasted like chicken, but it felt like fish. And the bones were like very fish-like. So cool. there you go. Yeah. I, I realized it was frog when I saw the foot. And I was like... Well, so seeing all the dead frogs on the street made you think of eating frogs. Uh, it made me think uh, maybe I should uh, put them in a bucket and send it to We Like Dota League or We Like Dota, and uh, you know you guys can have some frog dishes. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll if yeah. you if you actually mail me some roadkill frog to Berlin, I'll, I'd I'd consider eating it. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll make sure I'll like ice pack it. You yeah, know, yeah, like put it in one of those styrofoam ice preserves. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, I think uh, thanks to this, now we can finally end the podcast. Uh, I think especially oh, 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 oh. the last bit. Was... Before you end. Okay. Any news on the most important esports? Uh, we like Dota League uh, 2020. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, yes. I guess Anything I can give you guys a small update. We're close to having the artwork finished, and then we're gonna move on to the next stage of uh, league organization. Uh, my okay. guesses will be announcing signups in one to two weeks but don't don't hold me on that guys okay 
Thank you. Yeah. All right. Now we're ending the show. Thanks uh, for being here, Bear. It was a lot of fun uh, podcasting with you. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope you also for had a lot of fun podcasting with me, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, always a pleasure. Cool. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>